Welcome to Ask Phoebes, where your questions on crypto and zero chain are answered. I'm Derek Fiebiger, Director of Operations for Zero Chain, and I thank you for joining me. Let's hop into things. What's going on, guys? Long time no talk. It's good to be back. I am going to try to change things up moving forward. And how I want to do it is, uh, if, if it's possible, when it, when, whenever it's time to do another episode of Ask Phoebes, I want to make sure that that it's worth everyone's everyone's time because these can you know get get longer. So um, as as much as I'm sure that you guys all love hearing me hearing me talk uh, nonstop, um, I, I I think it's better if if we get Saswata on as well to so you can hear it from from the the uh, the uh, the big man on campus. So. What, um, what I'm going to do today, and hopefully for as many times uh, in the future that I'm able to, get, uh, get, get Saswata on for pretty much every Ask Phoebes. So uh, that, that's, it's easier on him too because, you know, breaking away for AMAs and then calling me to do more AMAs, um, it, it can get a little bit, uh, it, 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 managing that with all of the other things he's doing can be challenging. So... Um, anyways, it's, um, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a good episode and, uh, and yeah, enjoy, uh, enjoy this, uh, ask Phoebes. All right, guys, we have, uh, we have Saswata here to, to kind of go over all the community, community questions, uh, that, uh, that you guys so graciously provided and um, and he'll also just give a give an overarching update on on recent progress and um, how how uh, how zero chain anticipates closing out the year. Um, Saswata, thanks uh, thanks for taking the time out. I know you've been uh, been pretty slammed. Yeah, thank you, Pete. Uh, hi, guys. Um, thank you for being so patient with uh, our development and our progress. Uh, we've made great strides. Uh, for the last two years, and um, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, both in terms of development, product fit, and uh, customers. So, uh, would love to give you guys an update. Uh, thanks, Steve, for the call. Um, I know you're also busy, so uh, we're all busy now. Thank you for your time. Of course, of course. Um, so, just uh, kind of how we have it set out, we'll just. Uh, First, go over the recent progress that you've uh, the impressive recent progress that you made with you know Hyperledger, CoreSight, Oracle, um, and then um, and then we'll hop into community questions after that. Um, so yeah, why don't uh, why don't why don't we just start off with um, with CoreSight? So for context, uh, we have and you can you can correct me if if, uh, if I'm off base at all, but um, we have a strategic partnership. Um, established with CoreSight, where they uh, they can help us with our our pursuit for um, MSPs or managed service providers. Um, so uh, I, I don't know if you want to kind of go into some um, some details about you know who, what is CoreSight yeah. and uh, like how big is this company? What does it mean for Zero Chain? Um, just uh, little things like that. Sure. Um- so, uh, CoreSight is a data center company, and they 
and they basically target the um, uh, the U.S. market only. So they have partnership actually with uh, international companies. So through them, if we are successful with them, then we can get other partners uh, globally. So they have about 20 to 25 data centers in the U.S. Uh, spread uh, over East Coast and West Coast, uh, and some in the middle. Um, they have a market cap of, I believe, like five billion. I mean, they're listed. Uh, uh, they're a public company. They're listed public company. Um, they're a great company to work with. But they have lots of enterprise customers, and these enterprise customers are fairly high profile. Um, and those are the customers that we want to have access to. Uh, so they give us. Uh, essentially an access to these customers. They have a sales force that sells space and power. Uh, I mean, that is their model, that sells space power, but they recently partnered with Cogent. And um, the Cogent partnership, it gives them also the ability to sell bandwidth. So now they're selling space, power, and bandwidth to enterprise customers. Now, there's no reason with our partnership to kind of engage the Salesforce to sell storage as well. So that's kind of the framework and that's kind of the idea behind uh, this partnership because they are aligned with what we want to do, basically bring both of the storage from the traditional public cloud of AWS, Azure, and uh, GCP uh, toward the edge. And if you look at some of the applications that are happening at the edge, um, like for IoT applications, um, certainly for autonomous driving and gaming applications, there is a lot of uh, demand for storage at the edge. There's a lot of demand for compute at the edge, which is already happening. And uh, so there's a movement toward the edge on the computing side for sure uh, for gaming and IoT applications. Sass, what, what is storage. the? Sorry to interrupt. What can you? What is the edge? What? What can you um, elaborate yeah, on so that? Edge. Edge can be uh, the definition of edge is um, is it depends on the application, but edge could be at you know at at your home. It could be at a neighborhood. It could be at the local. Uh, data centers. So what we talk about the edge, when I talk about the edge, I mean the edge data centers, not the, um, you know, not the public cloud, which is traditionally, you know, not at the edge. Um, it actually talks to the edge. Uh, and so edge data centers basically reside in cities and towns, um, and they're a little bit more expensive to work with because they have higher uh, electricity costs. They are of higher real estate costs. So space and power is more expensive in towns, cities. But you need that for high-performance gaming and IoT applications. Gotcha. Okay. Um, is anything else you want to add on the core site bit, or is that kind of a good? Um, 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 or, or like any 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 certain specific things you guys are trying to work on in the near term with them? 
Well, I mean, the, I mean, the, the managed, I mean, the Foresight brand is very uh, well known among enterprises. So it gives us uh, a lot of credibility when we go after enterprises and say, hey, we have an offering, a storage offering, and the storage uh, equipment will be placed in the data centers, um, in the Foresight data centers. So then they're guaranteed that they will get the uh, network connectivity, the power connectivity, and they can, they're, they're basically guaranteed of the uptime of the data centers because they don't have to worry about that. We don't have to sell on the uptime because they know the data center uptime is pretty good. Gotcha. Um, what, what, how would you reply to, you know, a, a fudster who is basically like, uh, th this is just another one of those marketplace partnerships that, you know, you pay to join and then you, you try to, you, you try to brag about a new partnership. Um, I, can anyone just waltz in and, and work with Coresight or, um, you know, what, Obviously, you've been working on this for a while. So, right. what, what, um, how, how would you reply to, to that response? Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, they only have limited partners on the marketplace. Secondly, they're a very conservative company. This is uh, probably more conservative than um, you know AWS or Oracle, and Oracle is a conservative company as well. They, uh, so both, we have partnered with both Oracle and Foresight, and both are very conservative. They don't just partner with anyone. Okay. Um, and Foresight especially doesn't partner with, uh, uh, you know, they partner with only a few because they have limited resources and they are not as big as some of the other companies. So this, um, not anybody can waltz in and, and have a partnership with them. Uh, they have to put it up on the marketplace. Um, you know, you have to have a relationship with uh, all their teams. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, not I, trivial. I, I did notice that they do have limited partners. So basically what you're saying is it's it's not limited because of lack of interest. It's limited because they're, they, they, they're careful in, you know, who they let into their marketplace. Is that... Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a very, um, for, uh, to get to the marketplace, it took us like three months of conversation with their executives and, um, and in addition, several people within the course side team. It has to be like, everybody has to be bought in in order to be on the marketplace. Yes. Uh, so so in, those, a, in those meetings, do you, um, like... Uh, do you have to do, to run demos on you know the D storage application and and what's um what's what generally what's the response even you can talk about Oracle as well like what's the response when they you know they see this technology that that you've developed? Yeah, so um, well the demo and all of that stuff you know they can see it for themselves they can uh, you know download anybody can. Because we are open on the SDK, we have Alphanet running, anybody can demo uh, on their laptop and see if it's working or not. So it's, uh, it's good in that way. Um, in terms of, uh, we just have to provide the business case. Why would anybody use our storage? I think that was the main focus, and it helped us kind of fine-tune our messaging and our uh, uh, focus on 
who we are selling to and why we are selling to and what we are selling. Awesome. Cool. Um, so for um, Oracle, for, for context for those that might not be totally aware, we, um, we've always been part of their marketplace. But, um, but about a month ago, we announced a strategic partnership with the Oracle blockchain to integrate a storage application, de-storage application using kind of like Hyperledger um, with our solution to be used um, to, to integrate with Oracle blockchain because I, I believe they use a variation of Hyperledger or um, yeah, just uh, maybe go into detail about the fact that yeah. uh, we just released the, that concept that um, that can now be used for um, for Hyperledger. Yeah, so so the D storage offering on core side uh, is for basically backup storage, right? Whereas the D storage for Oracle is really for uh, their uh, blockchain. Um, it's um, think of it as an off-chain uh, solution for their large data sets that they transact over uh, on their blockchain. Uh, anytime there's a large data set, it's not scalable, so they would then, um, I mean, right now they're doing it through brute force, but uh, the uh, better scalability solution would be to use our storage platform. And, um, you know, currently um, people use traditional storage, and that's not uh, a completely decentralized solution. So, um, and they have, you know, a lot of customers using their blockchain. Their blockchain is a version of Hyperledger Fabric. I would say it's exactly like Hyperledger Fabric, except, um, you know, with few parameter changes and, yeah, and, a, and, and a UI workflow. So they have taken the Hyperledger Fabric and then created a workflow for um, their customers um, and so that they can use um, uh, the Oracle uh, infrastructure. So, uh, and we basically, um, that, that's, uh, so one of the things they wanted us to do to be on the marketplace is to provide, uh, and a, you know, to have a deeper relationship is to, to um, be able to integrate. And so that integration took some time, but, um, you know, it took actually a month to do it. Um, and but we are able to do it. Now, having done it, you basically we can basically integrate with any um, hyperledger construct. So it's not just limited to Oracle. Uh, we can basically work with um, IBM hyperledger or um, any of the AWS hyperledger. So uh, by integrating with one, we are able to now um, you know integrate with other blockchains. Okay. Um so what a common a, a common criticism of this blockchain movement is that a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of concepts do not even need a blockchain. Um, it, they're better off with just a centralized database or like Amazon QLDB. Um, what what is the zero chain pitch for to? Uh, I know that that we offer you know better availability, um, but w like what's what's the real thing that grabs 
um, the attention of these these bigger companies for you know why why what what is this solving? What problem is this solving? Like what, how do you right. propose so, that? Yeah, the two the two aspects. So you kind of touched on one, which is why use the blockchain, right? And uh, the blockchain is really there for dispute resolution, um, you know, uh, low-cost dispute resolution, fraud, uh, preventing fraud, and, um, you know, reducing your liability costs, uh, providing um, a easier auditability, uh, more transparent auditability, so essentially reduce the cost of audit. So I would say that's, that's the benefit of the blockchain. Now, why uh, our storage solution? Um, so you could look at our storage solution being a number of things. The storage, um, obviously, the benefit from using our storage solution is, yes, you get a decentralized storage, a source of truth, on a, you know, a stamping process, an audit process of any data activity. You get protection. Um, data breach protection, uh, which all enterprises want. Um, they also want an audit trail of what has happened so that they can go back and look what transpired. Uh, they also um, want to have better performance. And we provide that with our, uh, not just the blockchain part of it, but uh, the way we have our storage protocol and platform. Uh, so those are the benefits we bring on the storage side. Um, and on the blockchain side, you have the um, auditability and um, and transparent way to protect the data. So is this more of a solution for uh, like a federation of uh, like different enterprises, like a consortium chain? Or would this even be beneficial for one company to aggregate all their, their storage onto? Because like the, the ability to to mitigate, you know, fraud or have that immutable record, that's beneficial if you have a lot of untrusted parties or, you know, it's comp competing banks or something where you still trust them, but you you don't want to let them hold the keys and you be um, kind of the 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 lower uh, lower on the totem pole. So I guess what I'm getting at is uh, like there's a there's a central point. Of authority um, that if you're doing it within your own company why that I um, how does so you said like an auditability trail right how does right. how do you how do you avoid I guess what's the value of that if you're um, if, if, if you don't really need to trust anyone else other than your own internal processes hopefully that made sense yeah, well, even internal processes, so I would say, I would turn it around and say, okay, well, aren't you afraid of internal breaches, right? So I would say even in a single company, they would uh, rather have a decentralized system um, rather than give all the keys to the admin who could, um, you know, leave the company and do some damage, which is, you know, what happened in some cases uh, to some of the companies. Um, so. Uh, but in a consortium, it's even more so because now you're trusting some of the admins of those consortiums to now hold the keys, and, and that's not something that they want to do. 
So in a consortium, you want to have separate keys and you want to have a decentralized uh, system where you're storing the data between different pieces of the, um, uh, with the members of the consortium. Same way the blockchain uh, is as a consortium, you have different um, entities that are mining and, and charting and so forth. So that way, if one of them or two of them, multiple of them collude or have um, bad intentions, you uh, can still um, have business continuity and recover. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I, I don't want to make this too long because I know you got a, a busy day. Uh, anything else you want to add on um, on the Oracle front? Like anything like like any any short term goals with that? Well, I mean, um, the, the, the idea is that even if they use their storage, uh, let's say we use uh, Oracle storage platform or they use their on-prem storage platform, um, they can still stamp the data on, on the public blockchain. So what we are envisioning is that, you know, um, they can use their storage uh, gear, but they may want to stamp all their data on on our public blockchain. So, uh, uh, so that's kind of where we're thinking where this will go. Uh, if it if is um, even if it is uh, because there they would there's no reason to have a private blockchain or a consortium blockchain when you have a public blockchain is that good uh, or better in fact and um, and you can say it's totally transparent. Uh, if you want a tr transparent, trusted third party, then a public blockchain is better than a consortium blockchain. So um, those are the conversations we're having right now. Um, yeah, but in terms of the storage, I would think they would probably start with um, their own storage and um, and then, you know, uh, later on move to decentralized storage as, as it gets momentum. Okay, great. Um... Awesome. Uh, okay, so let's hop into the questions. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna acknowledge every question. Some of these we've already touched on, so if we've touched on them, um, I'll just acknowledge that, and then um, then we can skip to the next one, so we can give more time to the ones that we haven't talked about. So the first question is um, explain the Oracle Blockchain Hyperledger Fabric Partnership. I believe we just did that pretty uh, in depth. So um, we'll get to the next question. Um, the next question is, Siswata released a video that is developer-oriented and technical. Can you break it down for us, um, for those of us that aren't tech-savvy? Um, so yeah, so that, that, that video is really for the Oracle guys. Uh, so that was actually because they, we want them to replicate. Uh, so we basically integrated it, and then uh, they gave us a a, um, a application for us to integrate our our uh, SDK and we did that and we showed them how to do it uh, through that video. Okay, so, so it's more of a tutorial for Oracle employees correct. to um, well, Oracle employee as well as the customers, right? Customers get access to that that uh, sample file as well. Okay, so let's say they 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 use this tutorial, are they, is this, what, like, what are they? What it shows, so 
also what what the tutorial shows is for so every every member of the consortium or the organizer of the consortium basically needs to uh, look at the chain code and basically change the chain code with a little um, a script that we have written so that they can include that little piece of that snippet of code uh, to basically um, be able to um, um, be able to use the authentication ticket uh, for that file. So it's a metadata that they need to, first of all, uh, include in the transaction and then be able to use that metadata to download the file. Um, and then, um, you know, verify if the file is correct with respect to the hash. And then um, maybe take out some contents of the file, some metadata of the file. Uh, because most of the files that they deal with are JSON files. Uh, they may be large JSON files, and then they take out some uh, fields and some parameters from that file. Gotcha. So in layman's terms, this is basically for anyone, any consortium chains that are using the Hyperledger uh, blockchain, that it's more of a tutorial for how to update the Hyperledger chain code to integrate the 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 D storage um, the D storage application into their Hyperledger um, software. Is that would that be yes, accurate? That's, yes, that's right. Yeah, basically using the Go SDK for the chain code, and then uh, on the application side, you're using the CLI to upload and download. To upload the um, file, so you basically upload the file using the CLI, and then um, or you can use the SDK. But uh, we use the CLI because we were using a Node uh, application, um, um, you know, the client application, the Node application. So we use the CLI for that. Um, and then um, basically on the chain code, you're using the Go SDK to uh, download the file and verify it and um, and then you know find the transaction. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, next question, question three. Um, explain the core site marketplace uh, listing slash partnership. We already did that. Um, number four is the ever so frequent question um, regarding marketing. When and how will you start when mainnet is launched? Um, yeah, if if you want to kind of touch on that, I think we've answered that pretty uh, um, consistently. But yeah, I mean, when the mainnet is launched, um, you know, we'll uh, um, you know, the, I think the primary vehicle, like uh, other um, uh, blockchains, we have actually a product which is uh, ZeroBox, and also we have another product called Zero Wallet. And uh, both have certain features that uh, the crypto community would love to have. Uh, the zero box appeals to everyone because it's about uh, privacy and anonymity uh, of your files. And uh, zero wallet is uh, specifically for crypto users who want to um, store and use their wallet uh, assets uh, in a safe way. So uh, I think those 
two other ones that we will start marketing, and most of it will be digital marketing and uh, you know reaching out to um, existing projects and having them use Jirabox, um, which we have been doing, you know. Uh, but it will go more full on after we do the mainnet because then everything is like working. Actually, we'll start from beta net. Once we have beta net and payments, then we will um, start marketing that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best approach. I mean, um, you do have your Oracle partnership, which that they will be they they have a team of what five hundred thousand sales reps or something ridiculous, where you know they'll they'll be they'll be advertising a lot of our solutions. Granted, most of it's for you know on the private side of things, but that'll get us a lot of traction. And then the other thing is. It, it, what what we're doing right now is we're building these products and then launching them. So I, th I think it's 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 our resources are are way better spent on the crypto side of things with you know taking this build it first approach because you know six months ago people were spending thousands of dollars on you know YouTube interviews and and millions on on listings. Um, and look at how that's turned out for all these alternate cryptocurrencies. So um, I think it's 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 way better to worry about marketing because this this crypto environment's evolving so much that you know in six months we might there might be a a new effective marketing uh, approach that that we didn't even really consider or no one even really knew about, similar to YouTube interviews being this big thing in 2017 and 2018. Um, so yeah, I think that's, um, it's, it's better to just build it first. Um, all right. So updates on beta net, any, um, any b updates on beta net, beta net, they said external miners are waiting. <laughs> yes, I know they're uh, waiting patiently and, uh, we, uh, want to get the beta net out. We, uh, are working on it. All I can say is uh, we still have end of the month as our deadline to get the beta net out in some capacity. And that would include, you know, bringing up the miners. The first would be to bring up the miners um, and um, get them to join the network. And um, we are progressing towards that stage. You know, we updated the code. If you look at the uh, Go SDK, we updated it. We updated the dev. Uh, be um, the next update will be like we will do a BLS update uh, so that all the signatures are now BLS and then uh, we will update the zero wallet we will update the zero box uh, applications um, on the app store uh, we will both have the Android and the Mac um, uh, sorry uh, Android and the iOS uh, zero box uh, as well as for the zero wallet and uh, we will have a max sync for the zero box. So all of that is coming down the pipe. Um, and so that will be the next phase. And then uh, we will um, uh, have the beta net out. Um, so we're doing it in phases. There are a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts. And it's not just uh, beta net. We are you know, doing zero box, zero wallet. Uh, we're also doing Oracle, uh, right? So we're also doing S3 uh, interface. So there's, there's a lot of activities going on. It's just not just one thing. Um, so 
Awesome. So to kind of summarize, you, you, we're doing um, Android and iOS for the Zero Wallet and Zero Box, uh, Mac Sync as well, um, and then and then after that we'll roll out BetaNet. Um, and so a lot of those those factors are you know what's causing um, like we can't. We want to roll out those features before we roll a beta net, as well as uh, I believe we're working on, um, we're finishing up view change and some things with payments as well. Yes, yeah. So the the beta net will only happen after after we release all these products, and then we we basically were still working on testing the view change and stuff, um, and then. Um, and then uh, you know we what we will want to work on is the payments. Um, so we may release the beta net before the payments, um, and we'll see how that goes. So it could be the payments. There are three parts of the payments: there's the payment to the miners, payments to the charters, uh, and then there's payment to the blobbers. So uh, each of those uh, may be staggered for release because each of them have uh, their own. Set of complications. Uh, on the blobber side, there's, there's, you know, uh, when you're doing payments and so forth, you have to worry about um, renewing allocations and things like that. So that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of work involved in any product development. That we are doing several products, um, so, um, so just uh, need to bear that in mind. I mean, this is this development actually more than any of the other projects have done and it's unreasonable to think that it'll come out uh, very quickly so uh, that's why some of these are taking time because some of them are interlinked and interrelated there's no point bringing up just the beta net and not these other um, apps at the same time so that's what kind of causes the delay it's not just one thing it's just that all of them have to be kind of coordinated to Definitely. It, one other thing I want to add is, you know, that we're saying all these things and um, some people might interpret it as, you know, oh, this is just another one of those crypto projects that are just, you know, kicking the can down the road um, saying soon we'll have this and that. But I, I, I want to encourage people to join the Zero Chain Hackathon Telegram because you'll you'll see the. Um, you'll see, you know, Siswata in that Telegram, like he just posted the um, the Go update in there, um, as well as some other um, progress updates to communicate with, you know, some of these these um, these zero chain supporters that like Sculptex and um, Johan, these guys that are really passionate about the project. So you can see that there's actual progress being made. It's not um, it's not just these false promises. It's just you know. This is the this is what it takes to build things. You can't you, you gotta you gotta let it happen organically. Um, all right. Do, 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 do. Um, when will mainnet be launched? Um, that it'll be after betanet. I don't know if you wanna add anything to that. Um, pretty we, much. I'm sorry. That again. The the question was when will mainnet be launched, and I I think we answered that pretty well uh, after betanet, like at least a month after betanet, to make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, Okay, and then um, so number seven, status of zero box for Android, Mac, and Windows. We kind of just talked about that. Um, 
we're, we're going to roll out those features um, in the, this alpha phase. And then after those are out, um, then we will uh, we'll progress onto BetaNet with external miners. Um, the number eight, how is zero chains technology better than all other upcoming and established storage blockchains? I don't know if you want to give a quick one on that. Um, so I, I imagine um, the question is about uh, how are we different from Storage, Sia, and Filecoin, and uh, Lambda. These are the four that I know of. I, uh, you know, MadeSafe and Factum, they are in, you know, they moved on to a different category. Uh, I don't know if there is any other. Um, so, Sia is obviously the oldest one and the only one that has a mainnet out. So, uh, I would say that's the most mature. Um, it's not the best tech, uh, but it's there. It's proven and, you know, um, but it's a slow, it's not very workable. So there's um, actually product that try to make it work like Ubox, right? Um, has it been successful? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I haven't seen any real application using it. Um, you know, on the other hand, Google have Zerobox using our platform from the get-go. So that's a good thing about having an application that will consume storage. Uh, and we are talking to, you know, various uh, partners. So um, how, you know, whether CL plays well with with, uh, with uh, enterprises or not, we'll have to wait and see. And, you know, for our, the way I look at things, it's actually good to have uh, other decentralized projects talking about the storage because it helps us to market a lot of uh, responses um, and how we are different, how we are doing things differently. Uh, but at a high level, I would say we have a lot of flexibility, a lot of um, the challenges uh, aspect, the, the basically data protection aspect, uh, the parallelization, the speed of execution of those uh, of the blockchain aspect as well as the um, uploading and downloading a file. We are doing it at an enterprise grade. We want it faster than you know, AWS traditional cloud. So we have optimized the heck out of it. So we we think we'll, we, if, we, if we continue down that path, we'll be fine. Uh, we don't really um, worry about competition uh, on a decentralized storage front. Um, in fact, we encourage it because they help us market. So the way we're looking at it is, yeah, Storage and Lambda are, um, are in the same boat as us in terms of the technology and uh, at a high level and would be marketing it as such, uh, which is great. Now, Filecon is a little bit different. Filecon has a different protocol. It's a slower protocol. Um, um, it has probably very specific use case, uh, but um, I don't see them as competition, um, you know, um, for us. But again, it's a decentralized storage platform, so if they can spend marketing dollars educating people, we are all for it. Yeah, I, I think the the big thing here is, you know, we're we we built ourselves from the ground up to be um, decentralized but enterprise facing. Um, whereas some of these other platforms are really embracing the narrative of, you know decentralized peer-to-peer -peer. um so 
the, you, the, the, like like you said, it's 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 good to have all of these um, different solutions being developed, and there's a lot of room for uh, different competitors, if you want to call that call them that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely focused on being enterprise facing, meaning you know speed and uh, uh, simplicity for these these companies. Um, so um, we only have a, a few more questions, and then we'll be done. Um, any updates on funding, VCs, etc.? Yeah. So um, on the funding front, uh, you know, uh, the strategy now is to go for enterprise customers, and uh, once we get a customer, then the funding will come. It's the natural um, benefit of that. So. Um, enterprise sales cycles are long um, because they have their own time frame. They're not like a startup. Uh, they're not going to act fast. So, you know, uh, like getting a meeting takes a month. Getting a meeting with all the executives takes another month. And then POC activity takes probably another couple of months. So everything is like slower than what um, people are used to in the crypto world so everything is slower and and so that's why you know uh, the funding process is slower because the funding is a reflection of how much revenue you will have uh, in the pipeline um, and I think you know we are we right now at a stage where we have um, uh, you know enough people to deliver what we want to do so we are not too concerned about funding at the Point. We would love to have funding, but again, we have we're not too concerned. Um, so we're fine uh, with status quo um, and uh, making sure we have good customers. Once we have customers, it will uh, we'll be able to raise a large round. That's awesome. So to summarize, you know, we have we have we have enough developers. Um, to you know, progress into mainnet and continue to work on all of these solutions that that we're building um, in the interim, um, and then also we're we're simultaneously going through this slow process of you know, you know, talking to VCs and um, getting getting uh, a source of cash flow um, for the LLC to you know to make themselves uh, to make you guys. Uh, m more um, appetizing um, to you know some of these some of these lead Series A um, type investors. Um, so yeah, it's this isn't something that unfortunately in the crypto space we're accustomed to overnight it get get it now immediately. Um, but yeah, that it's a it's a long process, and you guys are going through it. Um, any, um, if someone asks about, uh, actually, I'm going to get these questions out of the way. Um, uh, we have someone asked, did you apply for Binance? Um, yeah, we've, we've done that before. Um, so that we've already gone down that road. Um, they, uh, they, they, they still have quite a hefty, uh, listing fee. Um, so that it's, and, for, and they also, the tokens that do get listed there, that it's, it's not, it used to be. Uh, basically the path to success for uh, crypto, but um, it's it's not that way anymore. You can just look at the charts. 
Um, any updates on Nash? Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Saswata, but I, I've, I've been following Nash really closely, and they they have their hands full integrating their, their just their Bitcoin um, their Bitcoin pair into their decentralized exchange. So I, I I I doubt that they've even responded to to our application because they have their hands full. They only have a, a handful of assets even listed. So. Um, that's pretty accurate, right, Siswata? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you're uh, you, you hit it uh, right on the point. Um, you know, Binance talking to Binance or Hobie. I mean, it's kind of uh, not. Uh, it's it's kind of a waste of time because they are they still have the mindset of the old crypto mindset where you know um, they are the gatekeepers. They should basically get everything and the project gets nothing and uh, and and then their model is listing fees you know they want to de-risk and um, and and and, and their model is basically earning and and they're so big that they don't really have to um, list a project for free uh, they don't have to take that risk so that why would they list anybody right so um, it's uh, Yes, we could spend money on getting listed, but then we have to spend tons of money on marketing because they're not going to do the marketing for you. Uh, so I would say, um, you know, um, it, it's something that we do not intend to do. I mean, uh, uh, we will get noticed eventually. So I would just say to the token holders, just be patient and uh, we'll be fine. Definitely, yeah. The, the focus is on building the value first because there, there's no, it, like in this market, speculative value, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're supposed to be the next thing that powers all of the AI devices in the world. Um, you can partner with whoever you want. It's, the market doesn't care. So it's better to actually build the solution before you worry about liquidity of the asset. Um, at this point at least. And then the last question, thanks for powering through this with me, is um, regarding the token swap. They were asking, will it still be through BXC or have other options been discussed, explored? Um, yeah, I think I th I'm gonna help you with this. Um, and we were kind of waiting for BetaNet until we you know, really worry about that process, but we've kicked around some ideas. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that about the token swap. Yeah, the, so the token swap would be, uh, at the end of the day, through us. Uh, basically, uh, it'll be a simple swap. It'll be, um, you send the tokens to, you basically burn the tokens on, uh, yeah, you burn your ERC 20 tokens, and then um, if you come to our site, you will get um, uh, a public key. Um, you will basically generate your public-private key on our chain and be able to get um, um, uh, get the tokens transferred. Um, so uh, basically, we'll mint those. Actually, it's not a minting. It's basically those tokens will be transferred. So. Um, you know that's how the process will work, and you can pretty much do it at any time. But we'll have a time frame where you can do all of that because it's a management issue. 
Um, and then um, any exchange can do that too. An exchange can have their wallet and basically do a token swap uh, for you. So let's say if you list on BXC, you have ERC20 token, then basically BXC has your tokens and then they can swap it for you. So it could work even more. Yeah, at, at some point, um, BXC's going through their own situation right now. Um, we, we'll see what happens with them. Um, but assuming they they uh, they power through, um, if they will list us, um, and yeah, we like other exchanges as well can help. But yeah, the, the token swapping on exchanges is definitely something that we're we're seeking to to do. Um, all right, so that that does everything. Uh, that wraps everything up for the questions. Um, if if whoever made it to the end, uh, much appreciated for for being such a big fan and, and Siswata, thank you uh, so much for, for taking the time out and, and, and briefing uh, briefing the community on everything. I, I appreciate it. No, thank you very much for arranging this uh, call. Uh, good to keep the community updated. Uh, and I think uh, this is a good format. Um, again, uh, my, uh, um, uh, you know, my thing to the community is that I would say hold on to your tokens. Uh, yeah, you've been patient a long time. Uh, we do appreciate your patience, your um, active interest. Uh, be active in, in, in helping us out in terms of development, in terms of getting people aware of our, um, our uh, SDK, our platform. And, um, you know, we are looking to add, uh, you know, through partnerships, we are able to market to so many people and get awareness that eventually, the, you know, people will start seeing the benefit of, uh, of what we are all about. And in fact, you know, if you look at the Go SF uh, meetup that I went to, a lot of people came up to me and say, oh, you guys are doing incredible work. So um, it's just a matter of time. Once we have the beta net, and uh, release the code so everybody can have their blockchain, their storage platform on their laptop. They will see uh, how cool it is to uh, do something like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a process and we're getting very close to the end of the tunnel. So uh, just be patient and, um, and be active in participating in our community. Um, we look forward to new things that we want to announce the next uh, few weeks and months uh, ahead and um, uh, you know uh, it's a journey that we have undertaken for the last two and a half years uh, we hope we are you know going to see it through so um, just um, um, stay with us and uh, we will deliver and check and out that you. hackathon link we definitely updated some stuff so if you want to uh, contribute open source uh, we uh we will reward you for sure absolutely yeah. <laughs> um all right Siswata, i won't take any more time but I, again i appreciate it and uh Thanks. and I'll, I'll talk to you soon all right take care see you Siswata. bye okay. Call in